Other kids It's the Naked Dads Review. Welcome to the Knackered Dads Review. I'm Gareth and I'm uh, with Dan and we're going to be reviewing kids' books. Dan, hello. It's been a long time since we've been uh, in the same room chatting shit. It's been a hell of a long time and um, for avid um, avid listeners, you may notice the Irish music in the background. It's it's not authentic, I'm going to admit it. Um, mm. We are not in our usual um, Irish pub in Montpellier haunt. No, we're doing a dry January podcast, so we're, we thought, fuck it, we'll do it in a shared office space that we're both working in at the moment. But we have the diddly music. We have diddly music being played on my phone, so I hope that's not causing any inter- interference. And we, we don't have any alcohol, so I hope that isn't causing any interference <laughs> as well. That's true. We're going to be talking about Ferdinand the Bull this week, but first, the news. So, Gareth. What do the names Walliams, Badil, Edmondson, Toxvig and Crook all have in common? Uh, they've all been members of Fleetwood Mac. Very possibly, yes. But, more accurately, mm-hmm. they are all comedians who have gone on to um, get a children's book deal. Ah, okay. And um, in the news this week, Ben Miller. Ben Miller of... Ben Miller of Armstrong and Miller fame. Yes, that's the fella. Posh bloke. Uh, posh bloke. Posh Quite funny, did some sort of sketch go that no one really remembers, and an advert. (laughs) Yeah, okay. He has signed a two-book deal with um, Simon and Schuster Children's UK. Okay, what, what, for kids' books? For kids' books, yeah. Oh, cool, okay. The first book, called The Night I Met Father Christmas, is uh, presumably not a true story, but um, (laughs) I'm a bit miffed, I'm a bit confused. Is is this, are are, are comedians the natural kids' writers for the future, or and the present, you know? Okay. What's going on? So should they get... Contracts just because they're funny people. What are they? Are they funny and therefore their humour relates to children, or is it just kind of an easy gig and an easy in for them to make a few extra quid on top of dodgy sitcoms and uh, <laughs> um, and touring? I think there's a little bit of both. I'm aware of the Walliams books. Um, they were quite. I think they're quite good, aren't they? There's, there's oh. something about oh oh not good. Something I, I about granny that steals things, right? The granny that steals things. The boy in a dress, possibly. Right. Um, I'm sure there's quite a lot of blacking up as there was in. Little Britain, <laughs> but comedians generally, I think they can—they're they're funny people. They obviously write their own stuff. Do we think? Can we think of any other comedians that we'd like to write kids' books? Jerry Sadowitz. Jerry Sadowitz. That would be an ideal uh, author of children's books. Can be quite and a swear. fucking puffy boy in a fucking dress. Yeah, yeah. Harry Potter and the Kunt. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Well, I'd like to see uh, Les Dennis, right? <laughs> yeah, just just where he sort of starts off as a lovely childhood story about a football and then just breaks down crying about Neil Morrissey shanking his wife or something. And Neil Morrissey would be playing Bob the Builder in that, those circumstances as well. What, you say Neil Morrissey would get the gig if it transfers to TV? Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Playing himself or playing Les Dennis? Or both? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'll, I'll admit I haven't thought this through <laughs> um, yeah so no, I'm, I'm for celebrities writing kids but and comedians I like comedians so does this happen everywhere or is this, this just a UK thing no it's, um, across the pond it's very popular as well did you know um, Jay Leno of Tonight with Jay Leno whatever the show's called he's written <laughs> he's written several kids books okay. Jerry Seinfeld 
Jerry Seinfeld. What, what's what's Jerry what's he Seinfeld? been in? Seinfeld. No, oh, okay. What's I he know, written? But what's the bit book called? Uh, Halloween. I mean, okay. I presume it's something to do with the thirty first of October. Haven't read it. Probably not going to. Right. No offense to Seinfeld. No. Um, Steve Martin's written a couple. Okay. Billy Crystal, Ray Romano from um, Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, no, no, I don't love Raymond. No, nor do I. But <laughs> do you, you want to know the name of his book? Yeah, go on. Then. Whether you're going to love this? Okay. It's Raimi, Dicky, and the Bean. <laughs> Is this a book, not like some sort of help guide for grown-ups? <laughs> Raimi, Dicky, and the Bean. Raimi, Dicky, and the Bean. Oh, it's, it's a reminiscence by Ray Romana. That may be my homework for next week, to, uh, yeah, okay. to, to research the um, the works of Ray Romano. Okay, no, but just because it's sitcom shit, this book might be okay. We don't uh, sure, sure. Um, Bill Cosby. <sighs> That's an awkward one, isn't it, now? Yeah, he's written several children's books, um, including one called um, The Best Way to Play. Right. That doesn't mention Rehypnol at any point, does it? Not in the abridged version. (laughs) Sure, okay. Okay, well, look, I I get how comedians can jump ship and write Mm. kids' books. What about other folk in showbiz? What about um, rock stars, singers? Um, I'm open to the idea. Have you got any examples? Keith Richards, he's written one. Keith Richards has not written a children's he, book. Don't he, lie. He has written a book. What? Called Gus and Me, the story of my granddad and my first guitar. Gus and me. I think it sounds a really nice kid story. Unless, you know, Gus is um, street slang for heroin. <laughs> Which it could be. It's he, Keith Richards. <laughs> His bag of Gus. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, hang on, Gus is his dad, right? Or granddad? That's his granddad, apparently. Because oh, okay. so, he did snort his dad, didn't he, or something? Uh, yeah, and he probably injected his granddad. So. <laughs> okay, well, fine. Probably. Um, Queen Latifah. She's written a book called Queen of the Scene. She's just slightly too regally yeah. obsessed. Um, okay. Sting's written a book. Leanne Rhymes has written a book. Jerry Garcia has written a book. Wow, Jezza. Uh, Not from Beyond the Grave. From Beyond the Grave, yes. Wow. Jerry Garcia of the Grateful Dead has written a book, or has had a book published from Beyond the Grave, probably, called um, Harrington Street, which he's also illustrated. Um, Oh, wow. I suppose you probably need to take a big bag full of Gus to really appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I imagine it's colourful if he's he's done the pictures himself, because that man basically bathed in LSD, didn't he? I think everything was colourful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, that's that sounds good. I, I I would be well up for reading, yeah, Jerry Garcia or Keith Richards. Not so much Bill Cosby, but <laughs> any children's books by those people, I'd be up for reading. Okay, so now it's time for the feature review, and we are going to be talking about Ferdinand the Bull by Munro Leaf and Robert Lawson. Uh, uh, Munro Leaf. Yes, that's not a name. It, well, uh, no, it's, it's an unusual shade wallpaper paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something you read in a in a calendar. Um, okay, fine. Mon, Mon, well, it is written by Munro Leaf. So, Ferdinand the Bull. Dan, can you give us um, an outline of the story? Right. Okay. So, Ferdinand, he's a bull, also known as a uh, a male cow, scientifically. <laughs> right. He's just happy sitting in a big field under a big tree. I think it's a cork tree. Yeah. Um, doing very little apart from uh, sniffing the flowers. Yeah. Now, um, one thing leads to another, and he ends up being dragged away from his lovely field in his cork tree to um, fight in the uh, bullfighting arenas in Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't spoil the end, but suffice to say, Ferdinand makes it out of that particular 
into uh, a lovely casserole. Yeah. No, yeah. No, no, no. He makes it out of that predicament and and gets to go home and sit under his cork tree and and everything's fine. Essentially, he's a pacifist. That that's yeah. The, that's the t- the big take from this. That, he he is a bull with horns, but he. He's a pacifist. He doesn't like fighting. He likes sniffing flowers. Absolutely. Basically just lazing around. Yeah. Um, it's quite a short book, I think. It's beautifully, beautifully illustrated. Um, it's set in, in Ronda in South Spain. In Ronda? Yeah, Ronda in South Spain. Um, and there's some, yeah, there's some really cool drawings of like bridges and stuff and uh, various people in uh, traditional Spanish dress. And it's, it's, yeah, no, it's just a wonderful book. It's my, uh, we read it to my son for the first time a couple of weeks back and he really, really loves it. Um, Dan, do your kids enjoy it as well? They, they do like it. Um, I've read it many a times to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I might like the book more than they do. Um, <laughs> okay. Specifically due to um, my very exact and um, completely inoffensive Spanish accent that I um, add to the text. Oh, wow, okay. Um, I would be be embarrassed to do it right now. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't. Okay, fair enough. Ferdinand sits back to smell the flowers. Wow, that's that's, that's That's, moving. That's that's Oscar winning. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Now, imagine doing that for... 45 pages or whatever it is. Yeah, it's, that's not that long a book. It's, it's quite a short one. Oh, there's a lot, there are a lot of pictures. There's only oh, yeah, one yeah. or two per page. But um, I, I thoroughly enjoy reading this book. Um, I like the story. I like the the kind of the slowness of the story. Mm, um, yeah. It's... It, it's all very laid back. It's all very even in the height of the action in the in the arenas of Madrid. Um, you've got that sort of calm presence of Ferdinand. Um, yeah. You know, if if you were dragged out here now to go and fight, you're a bit of a pacifist, Gareth. So yeah, I if, am. Yeah. If these days, if, if you were dragged to fight in some sort of heavyweight boxing tournament sure. <laughs> uh, against your will, could happen. Yeah. Um, you probably wouldn't sit there calmly smelling the people in the audience, would you? Um, well, I would certainly suggest that the people in the audience didn't smell me if I was thrust into a boxing match against my will. <laughs> it's a lovely story. Um, Dan, how old do you think this book is? Well, my version's about two and a half years old. <laughs> but, um, All right, when was this book first published? Oh, God knows. Um, well, you know, there's no internet or reference. Or, yeah, sure. um, well, it's, They don't mention Star Wars. It could be any time <laughs> before 1982. Okay, well, you're right. It's 1938. 1938? Yeah, 1938. No, sorry, actually, 1936 it was first published. Oh, blimey. In 1938, which is what I was looking at, it outsold Gone with the Wind. Oh, sorry, I thought you were going to say Mein Kampf there. No, 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 I think that had a better marketing budget. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, it's it's been around a long time. It's attracted uh, plaudits and brickbats in in equal measure. Um, One of the biggest criticisms of the book, um, which is written by um, uh, someone from the US and... But obviously, it's set in Spain. Sorry, yeah, it's, I was going to ask. It's not a. It, it's not a translation. It was. It was written in English originally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, as I said, one of the biggest critics of the book was General Franco in Spain because what Franco is not usually wrong about most things, is he? <laughs> well, no. The book came out nine months before the uh, the Spanish Civil War, and it was banned um, until after Franco died. Wow. Yeah. I, I think it was because of the, the underlying pacifism and the sort of non-aggression message of the book. but um, Not about the the offensive Spanish accents that the readers were trying to do. Maybe it was okay. that. Maybe it was that. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. But anyway, interestingly, during my research, I found out that um, this attracted a rebuttal book uh, from uh, Ernest Hemingway. What? 
Yeah, it was called um, the Faithful Bull, and this Faithful Bull basically does go to a bullfight and gets killed, and then gets um, you know respected by the oh. the matador that's killed the bull afterwards. And Hemingway's all in favour of this. Yeah, Hemingway. Hemingway's obviously he's in the pro bullfighting camp, um, and he saw the need to, I guess, have a go at the pacifism of Ferdinand the Bull. It's very strange. What does Ferdinand the Snowflake? Cut. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so it's it's an odd one. I mean, I've never liked Ernest Hemingway. I think he's a bit of a prick. But um, <laughs> anyway, there you go. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's you that. heard it there first. Yeah, Ernest yeah. Hemingway, bit of a prick. Bit of a prick. I mean, it's got a really sort of fascinating, fascinating history. There are um, well, there are lots of films about it. There's, the first one came out in 1938. Okay, a, they cashed in quickly then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a Disney short. Um, I don't know much about that one. What, a dwarf? <laughs> one of the seven. No, no, a short, short oh, animated okay, cartoon right. film, Daniel. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's, so obviously Disney's covered it, but there's, there's a new film out this uh, last year, 2017. No, I think it's just hit, it's just hit cinemas the last couple of weeks here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I have not gone to see it. Um, the only thing I know about it, actually, Dan, is that it features John Senna. John Senna. Remind me, remind me who John Senna is. John Senna is he's he's a big lad. He used to be a wrestler, I think. He was in an so Does he resemble a ball? I think he's he's got certainly he's bullesque. I don't know what he sounds like because obviously he's, he's just doing the voice of Ferdinand. <laughs> I mean, yeah, is, is that how he got the gig? Is that what they do these days? I I guess if you look like the animal, you can you can play it on on celluloid. I think that's the thing. Wow. Yeah. Ah, okay, so John Senna. John Senna. He's, he does the voice. Um, he was quite good in that Amy Schumer film. Yeah. I don't know. He look, looks like a Matt Damon on steroids. Wow, okay. That's, that's a scary prospect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we don't know much about the film, but it's, you know, this is a relevant story and it's it's kind of, it's certainly stood the test of time. I I, my, I like it, like Dan liked it, and um, my son really likes it as well. I'm just wondering here as well if, it, if it's kind of a topical story. Um, could You said the ball's from Ronda. Yes. Wherever the fuck that is. Um, south of Spain. Ah, okay. I was, I was kind of hoping it was going to be Catalonia. and <laughs> yeah. Being forced to go to Madrid to fight. And to... <laughs> yeah. I think, yes, it would be lovely if this was a metaphor for Catalan independence, but it, it really isn't. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, well, so we like it. The Mac and Dad's Review podcast, big thumbs up. Dan, have you got any... Uh, opinions from people online well obviously I, i've been researching the world wide web as it once was called um and overwhelmingly the people yeah like this book too great they're, they're, they're fans of the book um there's a couple of couple of detractors couple oh, of um geez. couple of troublemakers go on km38 okay come on km hit me gave gave this story one star right what on what basis Story really falls flat. I don't know what that means. No, I don't know what it means. No, it's like, what was he expecting? Yeah. Was it, oh, he's gone to Madrid, now he's going to go to like the World Series, now he's going to go on the moon? What, what's... What I, yeah, uh, that, that's an odd criticism of a, of a kid's book. I mean, it's got a bull on the front. It's going to be about a bull, I imagine. Well, um, yeah, I, I, 
don't really know what he was expecting from that, but mm. if if he was a he. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's obviously a prick, though. So. <laughs> yeah, up yours, KM. Um, there's also a couple of other people who weren't uh, massively in favour of this book. Anon. And, oh, those guys again. Yes, those guys with the masks and the internet. Uh, they should just concentrate on taking down ISIS online and whatever they're going to do. Well, they've stopped doing that, and instead they've started reviewing um, kids' books. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Anon said a couple of weeks ago, Don't like the bullfighting theme. We'll give to charity. Pictures are black and white. Not a good book. None of that is legitimate criticism. <laughs> yes, the pictures are black and white, and they're beautiful. They're really, really nice. And if you don't like bullfighting, don't get the fucking book with a bull on the cover. But, like, does he not like the bullfighting? I mean, the, 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 whole, the whole point of this book, or one of the whole themes of this book, is it's very anti-bullfighting. It's very anti-violence and such. Yeah. So if he doesn't That's like true. the bullfighting theme, he should really like this book because it, it's not, you know, it's it's not Hemingway's version. It's a, <laughs> no. very much anti I don't everything. think the non got to the end. <laughs> well, do you want to know what Seabreeze64 said about this? I, I would like nothing more. Seabreeze, I, he doesn't like it, but he, he seems oh. fairly upset that he doesn't like it. Um, okay. Entitled, Sorry Ferdinand. <laughs> When I saw that this book was made in the 30s, I thought how great it would be to have a children's book from this era. And what better message to send to a child than to prefer smelling the flowers to fighting. Yeah. So far, so good, yeah. I agree. What I didn't realise, and perhaps I should have read up more, was that there are banderilleros and picadores that poke balls with sharp pins and long spears. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I'm being overly critical, but I don't want to explain why they have different people poking a ball for no good reason. <laughs> Not the message I was looking for. Nice to hear from Morris here again. <laughs> um, so he, he, he's objecting on the basis that the uh, people poking a ball. Well, Seabreeze64, whether yeah. it's a he or a she. That's true. Uh, sorry, I'm assuming here. Uh, women can be equally as stupid as men. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well, I mean, there is a bit of ball poking, I suppose, but it's not, it's, you know, not, it all turns out all right. They're not Bill Cosby the ball, are they? No. Or, <laughs> oh, come I mean, on. It's, you can quite clearly <laughs> explain to a child why there's people with long Spanish names poking, yeah. poking balls and, yeah, yeah. and, you know, just putting a pin in them a bit. It's, it's, not the Spanish Inquisition, is it? <laughs> well, I wasn't, even expect- then you- I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> um, but even then, you would be able to explain it. Like, like why is Seabreeze's problem? It's, um, you should uh, Children's books should have issues, or can have issues. They, they don't necessarily have to. Real life things happen, and kids can't be sugar-coated and hidden from these things. And prodding a ball in order to get it to fight in a ball ring is not one of life's most controversial, difficult-to-explain issues. No, you can certainly certainly explain it. And there is, I mean, obviously I'm not pro-bullfighting, because I think it's barbaric and horrible, but um, it certainly wouldn't stop me reading a, a, a lovely book like this about it. And there is something quite sort of dramatic about the whole... Uh, the whole, all the uniforms and all the pomp and all that stuff that's associated with bullfighting. I don't want to sound like Ernest Hemingway now, but <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it, I, I think it's a great subject for a kids' book. And as we said, it turns out all right. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear, dear, dear! I 
knew this point would come. Dan, it's time for Mr. Mano e Mano. Now, remind me, uh, you picked uh, Mr. Man character last time and oh, defended yes. him. <laughs> now, I picked Mr. Happy and you picked Mr... Mr. Bump. Yeah. You went for the crowd pleaser, didn't you? And um, how, did, how did that work out? Well, the, the good people of Twitter, our Twitter army, um, they voted 60-40 uh, in favour of Mr. Bump and your defence of him. Oh, fantastic. I, uh, I, I, I demand I, a recount. It's wrong, wrong, wrong. I'd say as great Fake as my defence was, as great as my defence was, I think... Bump had it all tied in himself. Oh, it's fake news. That's what mm. I'm saying. It's fa- it's the fake news. What done it? And I I won the popular vote. Trump Trump Mr. Trumpicide. Um, Trumpicide. Trump or Trumpicide. <laughs> that's um, that's a call to our listeners, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, this week, Dan, I will be defending Mr. Silly. Mr. Silly. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, I will be defending. Mr. Snow. Oh, Mr. Snow. And not as in Jon Snow from either Game of Thrones or Channel 4 News. <laughs> did, is that the fellow who did Informer? <laughs> a licky boom boom and down. <laughs> okay, so well, shall I go first or do you want to go first? Um, you can go first. Okay, so you'll have to count. Uh, Mr. Uh, what is it, 15 seconds? 15 seconds on the clock, please. Okay, starting now. Uh, Mr. Silly is a book about dreams and uh, following your dreams. Mr. Silly lives in Sillyland and he competes and wins the Nonsense Cup by painting a tree green, which is crazy and it wins over the public. It's crowd pleasing, it's a roller coaster ride. There we go. Dan, you have 15 seconds <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, el- uh, to defend Mr. Snow starting now. Once again, um, like Mr. Bump, he is not an adjective. He <laughs> is Mr. Snow. He Basically, he ran out of ideas, so they just chose a weather element, and that is why Mr. Snow is so great. He is Mr. Snow, and he wins. Oh, now. Okay. That's, That's a fair def- point. That, yeah. that is a fair point. But... Again, it doesn't matter what you think, Dan, and it certainly doesn't matter what I think. We're going to put this to the people of Twitter. We're going to ask you to vote who is best out of Mr. Silly and Mr. Snow. Hey! (laughs) And we'll talk about it next time. Okay, that's almost us. Um, Just time to wrap up the podcast and talk about some of the correspondence we've had. Um, Obviously, we've got our Twitter handle, which is at Macadads. uh, we've been getting a few tweets, um, some recommendations actually. We had some one from uh, at Philippa B. Uh, I'm not very good at these Twitter twit handles, but she suggested that we look at the smartest giant in town. Oh, okay, that's um, that's that's a good. That's a Julia Donaldson that's, again. Apparently, it's a new Julia Donaldson book. Yeah, um, I've seen sort of mixed reviews. Some people said it was boring. Some people said it was great. Um, okay, Philippa B, we will. Have is a that look what we're doing next week? Yeah, we'll okay, have a look well, at uh, the smartest giant in town. Without spoiling it, it's a good one. Um, well, yeah, we also are on email. Um, I say we're on email. I've never checked it, but um, <laughs> you know, Gareth is our, our man on the ground, and we are knackereddadsreview at gmail.com and that's obviously knackered with a K. <laughs> we, we well, two how, Ks technically. We explain how to spell. Um, yeah, we're sixty percent of the KKK. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so please drop us a line if you want, and we will uh, endeavour to review a book for you in our own inimitable fashion. 